What's what's on what's on your your heart? So 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 what's on on so say what say say it what's on your heart? Alright, alright, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, hey. Sophia. Hey. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Great. I'm a bit tired today, but it's okay. <laughs> That's okay. And who are you? I'm Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 24 years old. Um, we met actually almost 10 years ago. Did you know that? It's crazy. It's almost 10 no. years ago. Wow. Yeah. We, we started high school. 2009. So it's about eight. Yeah. It's crazy. That, oh. doesn't feel like eight years I, I can't I can't I can't really handle it right now yeah, <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah it's crazy the, yeah but that crazy. that when when we first met it was in high school yeah 10 years ago yeah. Shit. so we've known each other for a while even though we haven't met frequently the last years yeah yeah yeah, it was uh, last year when I, for a while, lived in Stockholm. That yeah, we exactly got more in touch. Yeah, because I live in Stockholm. Yeah, so tell me about you live in Stockholm. I do, and you are. You, you said who? How old you are? Yeah, yeah twenty four. And um, what do you do in Stockholm? I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. so I work full time as a teacher as, in a Waldorf school which is just a different kind of education that the regular school. And at the same time, I do study as a teacher. So that's a lot of time. That's basically mm. my life. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but you enjoy it. I love it. That's I good. absolutely love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, How great to have a feeling yeah. when you spend so much time on it yeah. and money yeah. and to feel like this is the thing the real thing yeah but i feel it's it's just such a joy to i mean i miss work every day i really miss work when i'm on those little holidays like a week holiday in each term and right now during summertime it's awful so I feel that some people say that I'm just like a workaholic that oh you really need a vacation because otherwise you wouldn't miss it so much but I feel like well I just miss it because I love it but tell me more about this school because it's um it's not like the uh, the state school no the regular like public this. school no yeah it's a different education so, so tell me the name again so Waldorf Waldorf yeah it's Wall of Education and it's built like in Sweden we have to follow the same regulation and the same like um, laws like the regular school of course but we also have in addition to that we have our own curriculum our own ways of doing stuff so kids learn like kids in public school also but we do it a bit differently and um, Wall of Education is based on anthroposophy which is a way of viewing and seeing the world and the human and yeah, like life on earth and beyond. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like we do education. We do not teach our kids anthroposophy. 
but we the way we, we teach kids is um what is that word you're saying anthroposophy yeah um some people think it's a religion but it's not it's like the opposite of a religion mm-hmm. it's just like uh, it's a way of looking and viewing on the world as a whole it's a holistic view like mm-hmm. you see everything um and I mean, in, in school, it's like the biggest difference, I think, is that we do not all, we do not learn, we do not study, we don't give our children a book where they're supposed to read certain pages and so that they can do great on a test and that they can get good grades. That is not our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, How we do, do you... have tests. Yeah. But there, it's not the goal. We educate and the kids learn with their intellectual mind of course Mm -hmm. but also with their heart with feelings emotions and also with their hands like we do a lot of art crafts and a lot of arts and a lot of handicrafts and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a holistic a view of um seeing the kid where it's at in their life because they develop that's really good yeah Mm. it's really good (laughs) (laughs) um so as a teacher you work i think i dare to say a lot more Mm -hmm. than a a, a maybe teacher in a state school or public school yeah and i say that because like we do our own materials. We don't have books that the kids like, you know, printed books that they get and they calculate their mathematics or that they just read. Yeah. We do everything on the blackboard and the kids work with making their own books and we okay. use yeah. a lot of different materials like wool and beeswax and different kinds of paper and crayons and pencils and we have all this kind of rich environment uh, Mm -hmm. with all these kind of materials so as a teacher you have to make the all the materials by yourself basically Mm -hmm. and that takes time but it's and you made it yourself yeah doesn't that feel really good yeah it's come from yeah from my head yeah and from my heart yeah because i will always have the kids in mind when i do it and I think it's so much more beautiful and so much more fulfilling to receive a piece of paper. I know because I've been a Wallace student myself. To receive a piece of paper or a book or something that my teacher actually made me. And yeah. not just anyone. Mm. Um, so you have a class from which age to... Um, as a Wallace teacher, you, you do teach from first grade up till eighth eighth or ninth grade Mm. some teachers say that they just feel fine with working with the lower they are six seven years old yeah seven seven Mm. and eighth eighth grade grade, ninth grade there's they're 15 16 yeah so that's basically the whole but some teachers they like to just like stay there maybe from first grade to sixth grade or some teachers really like the higher classes and so on mm. but but you have all the way yeah and how many kids are in one class it depends on but we have 23 in our class so you have 23 yeah that's pretty few that 25 you? 26 that's yeah. 
kind of the common, but it depends on from class to class. So do you have any, um, so how do you get respect from the children? How do you get them to? <laughs> By being yourself. By being true. Great answer, yeah. Yeah, because kids feel when you're trying to be someone else hmm. because you're not for real. Yeah. And the best way of getting respect, the best way of... It's, it's a give and take. I mean, I have to respect my students for even, cons, you know, even dreaming of having their respect to me. Hmm. So that's also a thing that as a Wolof teacher, you do have... You're like the pole the the very center and the class is around you in a circle mm. because you're the adult you know stuff you have experience the kids don't and it's not a way of um this teacher student syndrome that you know you're pointing with your finger and you're telling them what to do it's not that way but you are in fact the person with most experience so you know stuff but you also you tell them what to do, but they also have to try their wings. And they may not get one option, and maybe not two, but three options. Not a whole bunch of options, because they don't know how to handle stuff. Yeah. Because mm. they don't know, they mm. haven't been through it. Mm. Um, but you have to respect them, definitely. Yeah. And how, do you have a memory where you really, like, you had the greatest laugh with your class? Um, the greatest laughs always start with them asking me to tell them something. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also a thing in Waldorf schools, we are sto uh, storytelling. We do tell everything and mm -hmm. all the um, stuff that I teach my students, I have read in, you know, I don't handle them a book for them to search for the information themselves. I process every information that they get. Mm. So I also have to know a lot. Yeah, you and have to get to study a lot. Mm. <laughs> but that's fun. Mm. Uh, but kids love, love, love to hear when stuff about me. They mm. can ask me like, oh, Miss, when can you tell us about uh, something really scary that you've been through? Or mm -hmm. can you tell us when you were really happy in your childhood? Could you tell us about your first whatever? Um, and I start to tell stories. And yeah. sometimes I spice it up a bit just because it's fun. <laughs> and I like to see their reaction. Yeah. But we always end up laughing so hard because someone is always commenting or yeah. like getting a eureka <laughs> moment. And mm -hmm. that is so great to see. Yeah. And I know that they will remember those things for their entire life. Because yeah. I do with my teachers when I was a kid. I, I think if we really think through when we were kids and we went to school, I think we will rem remember some if you had a good teacher you will remember something that they they told you or something that they teached you or taught you or whatever mm. and don't you think that's a little bit when you when you're older too like meeting new people and they tell you a story mm. from their lives mm. 
then you remember yeah mo- it's more special yeah and just like yeah okay so how's work today yeah what do you do and yeah because those words are dedicated for you hmm. and that have to be the greatest gift that someone gives you yeah words that really True. are dedicated to you it's like i think about like the most wonderful thing in the world to actually yeah had to hear a compliment or like you said that someone tells you a story or whatever yeah that have to be the best thing i wish i had you as a teacher (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) to come to school (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's uh it's uh, you have to move down to the south part of sweden when when i have kids yeah i'm gonna have mom's gonna listen i'm gonna have kids (laughs) and chill just wait a couple years yeah (laughs) Uh, they'll be here (laughs) yeah okay what's on your heart so uh, yeah are you ready do you wanna you wanna tell tell me the question what what's on your heart what's on my heart wow it's a tough question because all of a sudden Mm. i have to sort out my thoughts and i have so many thoughts Mm. um i think what's on my heart is you know like i just told you about my whole teacher experience it's just a lot during the year i meet so many new people or not new i meet many people every day and i have kind of a very deep relationship with each student and each parent and each grandparent and my colleagues Hmm. there's so many people and there's so many relationships going on in my life and um there's so many preparations to be done and forms to fill out to send to the very high people up and you know Mm. um there's so much to do during the year and i even if i get home pretty early in the afternoon i still have to do something that is work related or i have to i just have to process everything in my mind certain things that happened and stuff and how do you handle that how do you like i don't know it's hard because or while you're in it it's not hard but i i really question ask myself that question like now when i'm on vacation because now i don't have anything to think about and that is horrible that is Mm. so hard what's really on my heart right now is that i feel because that is interesting during the days the whole rest of the year i feel alone because when i come home after after my job and i don't have school because i studied at the same time um i'm alone in my apartment i don't have anyone else and i have to cook my own dinner and stuff and i feel alone but i don't feel lonely and Mm. that's a huge difference um i guess if you feel lonely you have to start to change things up um but now when i don't have work i don't have my students here i don't have to prepare stuff i don't have to do whatever i kind of start to question myself if i'm just alone or if i'm lonely i don't know and it's hard Hmm. i i think that for every 
you know, through every change, like for half a year ago, I moved to a new apartment. You know that you've been there. <laughs> um, and at first I was like, you know, everything was so new and everything was so fun and I decorated and I, yeah. after a month or two, I felt really dull and really hopeless. And I was like, oh, is this just it? Yeah. I felt so lonely. And then I got through that a week or two, like past it. And then I thought, well, life isn't too bad. Yeah, I, then you I, have to like stop yeah, and yeah. wait, I'm in apartment. Yeah. It's, it's mine. Yeah. And I, I live here. Yeah, and I it's great. I can handle it. Yeah. I can pay the yeah. rent. I yeah. have a great job. Yeah. I have a great education. Yeah. And yeah. Mm. And I have a great life. And even though I don't meet many people on my spare time, or free time, outside of work, I'm fine. Hmm. Um, so I know that through every change like for now example that I, I've been on a vacation for a month now and I got, got about a month left yay um, <laughs> and through that change it's really hard but I get through it and I hope that in a week or two I will feel like good again I will feel like okay it's not too bad but all these changes it's so hard and it's hard to question yourself it's really hard yeah so you want stuff to do no <laughs> I have stuff I can do <laughs> can paint something here you wanna you wanna fix my visa to New Zealand yeah <laughs> I helped you a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, you, you have, you have. I called Sophia last night just before I went to bed. My mind went <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I because I have applied for a working holiday visa to New Zealand for um oh my god what's the name fall um so I send it and then I get. An email saying that they want to know that I'm in good health and an x-ray on my chest so I don't yeah. have for TBC tuberculosis. TBC tuberculosis and we don't really have that in Sweden no not a common no. disease and yeah and that's the funny thing also I, the, the friends that I have that have searched for this visa they all have said it was so easy just send it mm. you pay it and it's done yeah and i get this sorry but fucking email yeah and everyone is on vacation here in sweden now because mm. it's summer and i called four different places today trying to solve this because they need to have this uh, sophisticated uh, an x-ray um within eight days tomorrow is a week mm. and but now, <laughs> uh, so I send um, I send New Zealand uh, an email saying that maybe I clicked something wrong or how can I make this right because we don't really have mm. that disease, do you say disease? Yeah, yeah. disease in Sweden. Mm. And so now I have to scan my passport and show them where I've been the latest five years. It's not going great. No. Um, today, when I was working, I sat in cashier and I was thinking about this. 
because yeah I, w- I went late to work because I had mm. all these phone calls and yeah so I was so stressed and when I was sitting there and and I said to myself I don't know this will be in Swedish now but I was like det känns som att gå in lärigt bedefält should we translate that yeah it feels like walking in a uh, it's like like a muddy. field of just muddy clay. Yeah, yeah. Like with like wooden shoes, like you're stuck with like your beat. Yeah, uh, beat feels. Yeah, feels like beat. That's yeah. totally mushy. Yeah, and it's up to your knees. Yeah, and you have to pick you're up. Just never uh, getting there. <laughs> wild oats. Yeah, that's the hard stuff yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah, but that it feels Says like the that. farmer. Yeah, I really feel like that, and I'm like. I'm not going there. And yeah, so yeah. this is ha- this happened. I was this all went up to my head last mm. night and I also am waiting for <laughs> an answer from because yeah. um, in Sweden when you turn 23, do you get a letter that you have to take a test so you don't have like a tumor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Tumor. Uterus. Uterus. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't do that, so <laughs> last week I did it over mm. a year later. Not good, not recommended. Mm. do it girls mm. just do it but yeah and i'm gonna get an answer for that in like two months and then i'm like and i got stomach paid i'm like no um this is this is like it's gonna be negative it's gonna be mm. bad and also because it's going so bad with my visa that's the meaning that's the meaning that oh, i have to stay in sweden yeah. and this is going bad and i'm gonna die and now <laughs> and yeah, I have lived a, f- a really good life the last three years. I've traveled so much, I've seen so much, I've met so much people. And <sighs> now it's time for me. No, stop. And, and now that I'm here, I've said yeah. this like three times out loud now, I think. So I'm hearing myself, it's stupid. But when you sometimes you get this spooky thought. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not stupid, but it's, I think it's normal. But I think it happens to, to yeah, a lot of people. And it does, and you just, just have to get through it. And then you like, as you say, you listen to yourself, and you f- find out that well, maybe it's not really that bad. Yeah. It's like I said to you, maybe stuff will not happen on the first time, nor on the second time, but on the third time. And when you get to New Zealand, you will feel overwhelmed with joy that you're there, mm. and. I mean, the road is a bit rocky, but you'll get there. For me, when my mind goes waga, I mm. just have to I have to say it out loud so I can yeah. hear myself. Because mm. otherwise the wheel will just continue going. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's good to talk. It's good to talk about it with others. Because mm. as we said earlier, you can always get new perspective on things. And, and you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. And that's the hardest thing about... Because that's why we feel dull sometimes. Because we think that we are all alone with this problem in this world. Mm. We're not. And even if I haven't been through the same stuff, I can still like try to comfort and try to like just make your mind slow down. You feel like it's a serious thing. Yeah. It may be. Yeah. You just just get it out. Mm. Get it out. Yeah. Mm. That's really important. Yeah.
Do you talk a lot about that in uh, at your school, at your like work school? Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, um, with each other or I remember you like talk more like it, that. It's important to talk about your feelings. Well, I think that as a teacher, you're so uh, alone in what you do. Um, I mean, you are alone with your class. You're really putting yourself out there. You have parents always question what you do. You have uh, this whole school system that keeps a very strict eye on you. And um, you're always, yeah, you're putting yourself out there. You're like an open book. So I think that we just we talk a lot i mean i have a great colleague um and we work very close and we talk all the time mm. about everything because you're so alone and you really have to um you really have to um share your thoughts and feelings and also to help others other teachers and you can I'm I'm alone in my work, but we share the same kind of work, so we can talk about it, mm. and we can understand each other, and we can, yeah, give compliments or give uh, ideas and everything, help each other. Um, so I think that a teacher that find it hard to talk, I say they have to get some help. <laughs> no, but I think it's real, really, really hard to be a teacher and not because you can't handle all that by yourself it's impossible mm. you would really you would really yeah. walk into that wall and get him yeah i want to talk a little bit mm-hmm. about you actually you have actually traveled a little bit I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you travel? Tell me. Tell us. Tell me. Um, when I when we went to third grade in high school, um, I was so fed up with Sweden. I was just so fed up with living in, like, I come from a little kind of. It's not a town. It's like a little village um, called Hör, here in southern parts of Sweden. And How do you spell that? Uh, for every in English not Swedish person it's an H and then we have two very typical Swedish letters which is an O with the two dots above uh. Uh. so it's an H and a, a and an R you can google that <laughs> so it's actually the very center of the southern part of Sweden of yeah the best part um, and As I said, it's a really little village, and I was just so fed up. I just wanted to see the world. How many is living there? Um, good question. About six or seven thousand, mm. but it's like kind of spread out. So, yeah. but just like how it all when you mean little village. Yeah, but like five six. maybe in the center, four or five in the center, and then like six, seven, maybe eight. Out oh, like house, but it's like on the countryside. Yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. So Um, so I just decided that I needed to go away. So I went to Chicago and I was supposed to uh, work as an au pair. And 
for a year. I didn't end up to stay there for a year because、mm. I really hated it. I think about it as the most hardest and the most、um, difficult time in my life.、Hmm. That one or two months that、yeah. I were away. And I met up with my host family that I ha- had been talking to for four months or so before.、Mm. So, like, the whole process is that you get matched with a family. And、um, at first, it was really great. I mean, I, I really loved、uh, the country as far as I, the short amount of time that I've been there.、Mm. And I think it's also it's five years ago now, so I think it's kind of different now. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. yeah, yeah.、Um, but、um, Chicago is a wonderful town, and I live just、mm. outside Chicago in a little、uh, town that's called Crystal Lake.、Mm. Uh, it's really nice, and、uh, it's so different in the States.、Mm. And cars are bigger, you know, roads are bigger.、Um, but I, I think it's a great mentality there. It's really, really, I mean, just it's so nice. They're so polite when they say hi to you. Yeah. But we had so different views on children.、Uh, but there were so many things that I do differently. And of course, it's their kids, and you have to adapt、mm. to that family's way of raising their children. But some stuff really. Gets too personal.、Um, they couldn't,、uh, they didn't have to sit down at the dinner table to eat because they could take a bite and they could run around the house to play something and then he can, can come back and take a bite, another bite, and they ran around and they were screaming and stuff. And I was like, when I'm eating,、mm. I want to sit because I cooked this meal for these girls and the, kid, the parents weren't home, so、mm. I cared for them all of the day while the, they attended school for some. Hours, but I i was there for them most of the day, and the parents came home at like seven or eight in the、mm. evening. They were, yeah, they worked. Yeah. um So I was like, I cooked this meal, and I want you to sit down and eat it, and afterwards we can go play.、Mm. But the parents told me that I couldn't say that to their kids because they could do whatever they wanted. And it was like,、yeah. It wasn't, at, at that point, it wasn't really okay、mm. because I felt that I couldn't really、um, relax and I couldn't really have fun because I felt so pressured. from... I was constantly thinking about what the parents would say. Oh, yeah.、Mm. And I was constantly thinking about, oh, am I doing right now? Or、uh, should I do it in another way? Or、always、should I. Always、like、walking on the edge. Yeah,、ears. yeah,、mm. always. And it was like. How did you come up with the、um, decision of、uh, saying goodbye? I felt so alone. I felt not alone, I felt lonely. Because I, I lived in a country that wasn't my own. Hmm. I lived in a house that didn't belong to me. I worked、uh, many hours a day and I just couldn't, I just felt so lonely. I, at that point, I was really, really glad that Sweden is Sweden and、hmm. that you can walk pretty freely on the streets and that you 
have like an open mind that I really feel that Swedes have when it comes to children and when it comes like um, caring for them and stuff. And I just wanted to go home. Yeah, you didn't want to switch family because maybe that would at have first been at first I really I want wanted that. So mm. what what I did is that I contacted my contact person, um, and um, she was like, "Well, yes, but um, maybe you should go home first to Sweden to really real and really think about it." So I had my final call, final meeting or something that that we, we met up the contact person me and my host mom mm. and we signed a contract that i was going to end my year uh, and um, a week later i packed my bags and i took the flight home to sweden a week later oh. yeah it was really fast <laughs> and that week felt so long yeah. <laughs> it felt so long oh. but i was happy because i knew like mm. the end I, I saw that the end of the week. Um, but How did you feel when you landed uh, at the airport? There? I was so sad because I knew that I I had to go back. It was the right thing to leave that family, mm. but I didn't want to leave the country. Yeah. And I felt that well, I have to go to uh, I I have to go to another family because I know that I will feel more comfortable with people that suit me or that share my feelings and thoughts and so I I also felt a little bit I felt so disappointed in myself to be honest Mm. because I really that's not good no I I I was so disappointed in myself because I felt like I I really wanted to to leave Sweden I really wanted to um, move to another place and I wanted to feel independent and then I just quit I feel like a quitter and it was so hard. It was so hard. And I felt like I disappointed myself. And that's just like, it's not, you were not a quitter. No, I, I you just listened yeah. to yourself. Yeah, I know. And you took, mm. uh, and you took care of it. Yeah. And you fixed it. Yeah. And, and you moved on. That's something that really caught me kind of a year after I kind of came home. That, well, that was really strong of me. Mm. Because you also, as you said, you were all alone. You felt yeah. so lonely. Yeah. But you got out of there. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Hmm. Um, but at, at that point, I was so angry with myself. Yeah. That I really... Yeah, I was so angry. But I, I ended up staying in Sweden because I felt like it was not worth it. Because I was also so scared that it would happen again. Yeah. And um, I didn't want to look bad like to people outside mm. um but i didn't want to disappoint myself again mm. so i stayed mm. for a year I, it was also hard because i moved back home to my parents and i had to live in my old room my girl's room oh, yeah. and i also felt oh. like well i'm 20 years old i have to i have to move forward and it was so but you know i didn't have any money i didn't have anything when i came to sweden mm. Um, but I I spent that year after to just work, work, work. And I actually found a job within a school, a Waldorf school. And I came up with the idea, like, this is what I'm supposed to do in my life. Mm. And a year later, I moved to Stockholm. 
so I I attended the next adventure yeah and I stay there maybe it's cheesy but that's life you try yeah you try different stuff and Mm. and it develops in different ways So, Sofia. Yes, Caroline. Something more you want to share? Something you want this episode to end with? Like, the best thing I can ever come up with, right? Mm. Um, I don't know. I just... Um... Sorry, do you want to talk to? Mm. Mm. I... <laughs> I just, uh, I just feel that, um, like what, once you found your, your really, what your heart really desires, um, you should really like listen to that. And even though I, as I said before, feel alone, or that I am alone most of the time, I don't feel lonely, but I am alone. I have the greatest job. I could ever imagine. I have the greatest life right now I can ever imagine. And I I just hope that everyone will feel that at some point in their lives. Hmm. And um, I mean, many people ask me when I'm supposed to meet uh, the love of my life, when I'm supposed to get married, when I'm supposed to do this and do that, you know, all those kind of things that society wants you to do. Yeah. So when are you doing that? Yeah, what am I doing that? <laughs> oh, it, well, I, did you hear how I said, no, I'm just going out. Swinglish. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, well, <laughs> when I'm supposed to do that, you know, I, no. I just feel so happy with being alone. And I think that's totally fine. I think that's when I'm really... I have to work on that relationship with myself, I think. And then when you meet someone... Yeah. You're gonna be... Feels totally right. Bonus. Yeah. And it happens when it happens. And I'm not gonna chase chase it. And I hope that everyone can just like... Feel that. Yeah. Should we take that discussion again? When... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Me and Sophia had the... The greatest... (laughs) discussion about uh, love and how it happens at the most uh, unsuspected (laughs) time like we're not really on the same page here (laughs) we're not on the same page because for me it doesn't happen like from out of the blue Mm because you send out signals you send out vibrations and the one that you're gonna fall in love with just doesn't like just bumps into you because mm. uh, because you're already like because <laughs> if you like maybe go into a party or something mm. and you and you have thoughts about yeah when you meet someone you do check out the room like who's there or you and at that point mm. it can't just surprise you because you already mm. know uh, that you are looking and that you are searching mm. Um, but but uh, I I believe, you believe. <laughs> I believe I believe that um, when you're open, really open minded, and not chasing it, 
Um, I mean, I, I, I don't say that you're, it, it happens just out of the blue. And I, I do agree with you that you send out those vibrations and you have that energy. But I think that that comes when you're not overthinking it and when you're not over trying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Do you get me? Mm. Kind of. <laughs> um, and I mean, when you really, really want something that you get so, you get so stressed out by maybe society or your parents or family, friends, whatever, that they really want you to, for example, meet someone, meet the love of your life. You really, really try and you're really stressed out because you really want that. Yeah. I, I think that you, it's like walking in a tunnel. You don't see what's on your side. So you miss all that kind of opportunities that mm. comes flying by you. And once you just like let it go, and be satisfied with yourself yeah, satisfied with yourself loving yourself but you still have to be open you still have to yeah to but look yeah yeah but i think you do that maybe not intentionally maybe mm. not with that big search eyes that just no want to have that, everything but like, but like you're really you're not in that tunnel yeah mm. you can like look to your right and left and i think that's when it happens the right moment the person falls down from the sky yeah <laughs> and for some people i mean i know people that are pretty old and that don't have anyone and i think that i've come up to the conclusion that well if it happens to me it happens but right now i don't chase it yeah my my grandpa yeah he has found you yeah a new woman Yeah, maybe it happens. And here when I am, fifty, <laughs> still single. Yeah. yeah, like, Grandpa, how do you do? <laughs> no, but maybe his mind is really open because he maybe feels like, well, mm. I'm at the kind of end of my, or to, more towards the end of my life than you are, for example, or that we are, and maybe you get like, just more open-minded. You're not chasing it because you've had a great life. Oh yeah, behind yeah. you. You get it. So I just hope that everyone can embrace that, and that everyone, <clears throat> of course, will feel will have love, at some point. But I don't feel like I'm chasing. I feel like I'm a little bit lazy about it. Me too. Like oh my god, I'm not out that much. No, me too. <laughs> so me comfortable neither. here. In the yeah, life. but that's okay. Or just hang out with my friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's okay. the greatest laughs are with you guys. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And maybe it's the pizza guy or something. We, um, I, Hannah and I, we, our friend, we, I mean, how we saw the um, uh, Predators and Justice. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's the name. Justice and Predators. Predators. Isn't that two different movies but mashed together? Or Pride and Prejudice. Pride. And prejudice. I knew I had it. Yeah. Yes, justice. <laughs> This is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so embarrassed. I'm oh my so god, embarrassed. Okay. Sorry, Jane Austen. Great. Oh yeah. Whatever. Mm, so, um, the main character she walks out like three in the morning out mm. in a huge field, mm. and it's. Uh, And her man just comes there walking. Yeah. 
And uh, we, I also grew up on the countryside, so I joked with him like, "Should we try that? Should we set the clock on, <laughs> on the that tree? clay, muddy field? Yeah, uh, yeah, beet yeah. Field on the beet field. And you're just so out. down to that clay and all mm. covered in mud, and then and he just he comes there, la, sweeping la, your feet up. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. We got your story written." <laughs> So I hope that happens to you. Everyone at the eighteen uh, of July, please come to Huizvap. <laughs> <laughs> the field next to the. Uh... <laughs> be there. Be there. Be there. Carolyn, she will be there, <laughs> waiting for you. Okay, that's cute. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> really great. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. Yay! Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> It's gonna What's be exciting. It? Listen to What's your own voice. Fun? Yeah. Oh, I hate that. It's awful. So, yeah, so. I hate it. <laughs> so, so. But take care, What's everyone. And take care, Sophia. So, take care, guys. Bye. Bye. What's on your heart?